0: Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association.
1: Hey, good morning everybody. Good morning and welcome to the Today's Issues program for this Wednesday, July the 13th. 2020 what is it ed 2022 yes 2022 i keep looking down there going wow <laughs> that's a long way from 1963 <laughs> when i was born I'm, I'm oh a, so you turn 60 I'm, next year I, I, yeah i'm yes that's yep. right 59 you're you and fred have already arrived at the oh yeah i yeah. turned 64 this august fred
2: you're, next month i'm 68 68 68 really yes yeah. i I'm going to give you a compliment, Fred. Okay. I don't usually do it, but uh, you you act, you 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 do not strike me as being 68. Yeah. I don't, don't act by age. J- you you no, don't
1: you look don't. a day over 67 to me, <laughs> Fred. quite Yeah, frankly. you have
2: a young a young
1: yes, attitude. Yes.
3: Yeah. Well, thank you very much. It's yes, a good mind. Yes,
1: yep. yes. Anyway, welcome everybody to the show, Ed Battagliano with Fred Jackson. I'm Tom Wilman and We're going to be here for the next hour and 20, whatever it is, till 1130 Central Time. Hey, before we jump into the topics, and we got uh, some guests on a little bit later on that I think you're going to find fascinating, the topic we're going to be covering. Uh, We are about to get some thunder boomers where we live here in Tupelo, Mississippi, which means you might experience some, uh, some times when we have intermittent Rain fade is what we call yeah. it, which blocks our satellite signal, mm-hmm. uh, and that beams down all over the country, right. uh, to our radio stations. 181 radio stations that we own and operate here at American Family Radio. So, uh, you may, if you're going, what's wrong with my radio in the next few minutes? It may, we, that may happen, is what right. I wanted to warn you uh, about. Uh, hey, I was talking to some folks in Texas, and there's a lot of people experiencing uh, uh, drought. Yes. I don't know if it's an I don't know if it's would be called an official drought. Right. But I mean a lot of people are rain deficient in the last month or so.
2: I would I would bet we're below average. Yeah. Where where our flagship yeah. station is here in Northeast Mississippi. Yeah. What
1: about your house, your yard?
2: It's uh it's still growing. It needs to be cut because we've been getting like a little bit of rain periodically. Yeah. You know whatever. But didn't
1: you one time say you didn't care if you ever got any rain cuz you didn't care to mow? Are you the I, one I, who said that? I
2: did. I was the one who said I, uh, my grass was dying, and I'm glad. If you look like El Paso, you didn't bother you. It didn't bother me? No. Brad?
3: Yeah. You know what I've, I've noticed? Yeah. We have very local showers here. Right. Like, you can drive five minutes. <laughs> right. You can hit downpour of rain, five minutes, pavement yeah. dry, They'll nothing. pop-up. Right. Because I'll call home sometimes from the mall, which is about yeah. four miles from our house. Yeah. Hey, it's raining out here. You wouldn't believe. Thank the Lord we're getting this rain. My wife said, "What are you talking about?"
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, in the south, and now, I don't know if this is true in in other parts of the country, but I know in the southeastern part of the United States, in the summertime, you get uh, what you call pop-up storms. Mm-hmm. Like, like you're talking about. So you you pop up and have a rain and it'll uh, be a uh, heavy rain for 20 minutes and then mm-hmm. it'll evaporate. Or I don't yeah. know how that all works. Mm-hmm. I used to know how that all worked <laughs> we, when, we I was kinda, a, when I was a meteorologist. But now I, I just I, go I, by the pain in my knee. <laughs> we try to watch the radar.
3: Here's what's frustrating. You see a storm coming, and you yeah. really want rain.
1: Yeah. You said, you
3: know, oh, yes. Great. It's on right. its way. It's on its way. Right.
1: And then so many times you watch the radar, and it goes. I phew. know. It just evaporates. Yeah. I don't know what you call it. It's I, like, it's I call it a gomer pile <laughs> uh, <laughs> weather experience, you know? Yeah. just shazam. Oh, shazam. I know. Yeah. It's just gone. <laughs> Yes. It's there, and then it's gone. Yep. It's like yeah. it disappears. Uh, all right, uh, Ed, tell people how they can have the real experience of today's issues uh, well, that, that what, they've always wanted. With Tim,
2: <laughs> what Tim's talking about, if you want to see our beautiful faces, uh-huh. our beautiful, we're not octogenarians, but we're we're closing in. Right. You want to see our beautiful faces, you can do that mm-hmm. as we do the radio. Of course, you're listening, so you get the audio. If you want to get a, a visual sighting of these three dudes you go to facebook or youtube and search for today's issues and click through and you can watch the video feed of this program now if you're going to be going on the road and you're going to be away from your local afr station there are a couple of ways that you can still access american family radio first of all we encourage you to get the afr app then you can listen uh anywhere in the world as long as you have a good strong signal but you can also go to afr.net on a computer laptop or whatever and you can listen to our uh, audio our audio stream is live uh, at afr.net and
1: there's a drop down
2: menu for podcasts Mm -hmm. and you can listen to shows that you might have
1: missed you're looking at the video and you say to yourself that guy looks like brad pitt <laughs> then you're watching the That's wrong me. show. That's me. <laughs> uh, huh?
2: then oh, then you're watching the, you're wrong, watching show. the wrong show. You're watching the wrong show. You typed show. in the wrong program.
1: Okay,
3: Fred, go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the story you're about to hear is true. And we are not about to change the name of the UC Berkeley professor uh, who is featured right. in this story. Uh, her name is Kiara Bridges. The scene is this it's a Senate hearing yesterday. Uh, uh, chaired by Dick Durbin, Senator Dick Durbin, and it was a hearing uh, in the wake of the Roe v. Wade decision by the Supreme Court, and they're holding this hearing because they want to protect, as they call it, Democrats, the reproductive rights of women, all right? Sitting on this committee for the Republicans is Missouri Senator Josh Hawley. So he has a question for the UC Berkeley professor, Kiera Bridges, was one of the witnesses brought in by the Democrats, and he has a very simple question for her about who, what sex, men or women, can get pregnant. Uh, How straightforward can you be? But that's where many would consider this, it goes off the rails. Cut number two.
0: I want to visit with you, Ms. Maskey, but before I do, I just want to clear one thing up. Professor Bridges, you said several times, you've used a phrase, I want to make sure I understand what you mean by it. You've referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy. Would that be women? no, I don't think <laughs> so. Happened. You are denying
4: that trans people like this? and
0: that me. leads to violence. Is this how you run your classroom? Are students allowed to question you, Absolutely. or are they also treated like this, where no, you, no, no, they're, they're told that they're, to they're a- opening up people to oh, violence? We
4: have a good time in my class. You should join. Oh, I bet. You might learn a lot.
0: Wow, I, I would learn a lot. <laughs> <You, laughs> I've <laughs> learned a lot. Just I know. In this exchange. Absolutely, extraordinary.
1: She's a professor. Where? UC Berkeley, law school. First of all. She, um, She's a total smart aleck. Yes. Huh? And completely and utterly disrespectful to Senator Hawley. Yes. Uh, now, can senators also be arrogant and disrespectful toward witnesses? Yes. But in this that exchange we just heard right there, she accused him of advocating violence against trans people for simply asking uh, questions about... Uh, can can men get pregnant? Basically, that I mean, that was just. Are these? Does she represent the thinking of a lot of? Oh yes, that what that that
2: the perfection of that exchange is that it clearly lays out what the argument is all about. What she and and this this was Senator Holly handled this perfectly. I am sure he had this. Basically, all laid out. He knew where this was going to go, because he he asks the question: Do you run your class this way? That is the way they run their classes, folks. You listening? Your kids going to a college that's not a Christian college? Might have to watch out about some that are. This is what this is the kind of torment they're being put through, because what she is arguing to Senator Hawley is: If you believe and argue that only women can get pregnant. You are denying that trans people exist. That's not true. Senator Hawley doesn't deny that trans people exist. He's saying they're wrong if trans people believe men can get pregnant. That's what he's saying. And what she did, this professor, and no shock that she's from UC Berkeley, one of the most liberal campuses and has been for 50 years, she says if you even ask the question, You're promoting violence and encouraging trans people to kill themselves. Yeah, right. You know, the bottom
3: line is, and we hear so much from the left, we're following the science. We're following the science. Well, you like this professor, you can call it a trans man, but a trans man is still a woman. Right, right, right. 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 They got got women body parts because they're a woman. Yeah, I said this morning on Sandy's show, you can put United Airlines on a Volkswagen, but that doesn't make it an airplane. I like that. Duly noted. You know, and, but, but this is the thing. And and to your point, Ed... The Democrat Party believes this garbage because to, they
2: invited her.
3: Well, to your point, Josh Hawley, Senator Josh Hawley, was on Hannity last night to make that point, Tim. Cut three.
0: Here is the modern Democrat Party today, Sean. It is that you have to say that men can get pregnant, and if you don't say it then you are a bigot and you are responsible for violence. I mean, that is the party line. Let's not forget who invited this witness. She was there as a Democrat witness. You didn't see a single Democrat disagree with that. In fact, they're all over social media applauding her and saying, oh, that's exactly right. It's not exactly right. It's exactly crazy, which is why voters are running, screaming away from the Democrat party. This is craziness. And I tell you, Sean, they are so out of touch with America. It's just you can't even you can't even make this stuff up.
1: Let me just say one, two thing about voters. Democrats keep this garbage up. It's worse than garbage, but it's a family show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can say goodbye to, to Latino voters. Yes. Huh? A- and that's the largest minority vote in America, not that they vote monolithic. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, the Democrats have typically broken... 65, 35 in favor of Democrats. If you were to, I'm just pulling a number out, but I think that's probably accurate. Uh, and, and that that's trending way away drastically and fast moving away from Democrats because, uh, uh, Latino people are basically conservative family oriented people. Many of them religious Catholic evangelical. They don't go for this stuff. They don't go for this stuff uh, and this LGBTQ pushing this stuff. And I'm just saying, uh, I, I'm, I'm looking at it from an, from a, uh, election type situation. Right. Uh, so also <clears throat> the black community doesn't go for this no. <laughs> either. Huh? No. And those are two big constituencies for the Democrat party. And if they're going to start pushing this, uh, uh, too hard, too fast, then uh, they, they risk losing. They, I mean, the Democrat Party, um, uh, they'll, they'll maintain power in California and New York. I'm not saying that, but the federal elections, uh, to go to Washington, they could lose the White House, Senate, and House uh, because they can't cobble together their normal constituencies. And, and they're doing everything in their power to make these elections
2: close. Even in even probably in states right, like right, New Mexico right, and Nevada right. because of the True. the Hispanic vote. So, and and as we have mentioned on this program numerous times, the Democrats have no easy way out of this corner they've painted themselves into, because they increasingly their foot soldiers, their most energetic yes uh, mm-hmm. foot soldiers for their party believe what this professor said. So you can't just simply have the next. Uh, nominee for the democratic party for president coming up in the 2024 you can't just simply have uh, someone who says no that's going too far i don't believe that men can get pregnant and i'm not all on board on the lgbtq insanity you can't have that because then you lose the support of your most ardent and energetic and enthusiastic voters
1: the only thing the democrats can hang their hat on in november is the economy because they've got a good economy going, <laughs> and I think that could save the day for them. Yes. <laughs> uh, that, uh, of course, tongue firmly planted in cheek uh, when I'm talking Especially about that. Especially if we read the morning anyway, headline. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And we did get to that in just a minute. Mm. Just to put a cap on that, what we did, and by the way, brilliant job by Senator Hawley of Missouri there. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, this is That's very similar, although maybe not quite as stark as what the uh, Biden Supreme Court justice nominee, who's now... Is she on the court now? She's going to be well, sworn she in. she will in, uh, when they, first yeah. Monday in October, yeah. when they start
2: their new. Uh, she's probably sworn in, but in terms of. She starting,
1: wouldn't even say what a woman was. You remember that? Yeah, Katanji yeah. Brown Jackson. Um, the, the she Demo- said, I'm not a biologist. Listen, 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 folks, we're not making this up. The Democrat Party is now pushing the idea that men can have babies. Just, just let that soak in for a minute. That's how nuts these people are. Huh? Ed, there, there was a college, I'm not going to get graphic here. There were, What
2: college was that that said that women's products, hygiene products, had to be put in men's room? Oh, that was the state of Washington. Okay. The yeah. men's bathrooms as yeah. well as
1: the women's bathrooms. Yeah. And there was a one mom out there protesting saying, we're wasting money. Yeah. We're wasting precious money that should go to education in our state, taxpayer dollars, on putting tampons in boys' bathrooms. Right. Huh? Right. Uh, the the which,
2: which I got, I got to tell you, what's so what's so bizarre about that? I, I wasn't going to use the the word. I was going to say uh, hygiene products. But what's what's bizarre about that is that that is proof that the people claiming to be boys going into the boys' restroom are actually women, because they need
1: the tampons right in the boys' right. bathroom
2: because right. they're
1: women right. Anyway, you, you just you, you can't make this stuff up. Nope. Uh, this is uh, the Democrat Party is whatever soul they had, they they sold it to this these uh, sexual degenerates. I guess you. could, I don't know what what else. What do you call them? Other nut. They're crazy people. I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs> you I'm, use I'm a I'm, common I'm vernacular. I'm gonna I'm gonna use quote it. Barney Fife. Yes, <laughs> they're nuts. <laughs> anyway. I would say trying to convince the American people that men can have babies. Good luck with that one. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right, Fred, next story. Well, uh,
3: come on, Fred. Top we, that one.
5: We,
3: <laughs> I might be able to do that. Okay. All right. Jill Biden
1: speech in San Antonio on Monday. Jill or Joe? Jill. Which one went up the hill, Fred? That's, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm asking you. Not sure if Joe's there's any and Jill hills. Jill went up the hill. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
3: Jill Biden. Given a speech San Antonio on Monday, I think most people are now familiar with this, uh, where she referred to Hispanics. Uh, very proud of Hispanics, she says
2: they are breakfast tacos. So Joe and Jill went up the hill to have a box <laughs> of tacos. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> she really did say this. You got we, the quote. Right? Do, we, I mean, do, we have, do we have the sound? Do we right? have that. We I, have that. It is I co- think she's trying to come up with a some kind of chart topper to beat her husband (laughs) in terms of faux pas. and and, She's come
2: close on this. uh, We we played
1: it yesterday. Judge, here's the evidence. Cut number eight. I I want to hear it. Cut number eight.
5: Raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio,
3: <laughs> <laughs> within hours, T-shirts
2: were being created by Spanish people. She, she, I am not a taco. <laughs> she will. That will live in meme. In the meme universe, that's going to live on because that that is that that is, uh, and these. Yeah. Uh-huh. The, the these- White House. The
3: White House came out with an apology yesterday. But but <laughs> Hispanics across the country are reacting. One of them is uh, uh, a uh, congressional candidate from New Mexico, Alexis Martinez Johnson. She was on Fox and Friends this morning. She ain't taking this lightly. Cut number one.
5: Well, you're seeing now the Democratic Party doesn't support the values uh, that I grew up with in my uh, when my grandparents were staunch Democrats. And that is for opportunity, no matter the skin color, no matter the condition that you can achieve the American dream. And I had someone here in Santa Fe where I live and they told me, well, you don't look like a Republican. And I thought, wow, Mm. that's where they have come right now. And I'm glad that I'm a Republican. And, you know, if we're not crying about the situation, you know, I'm going to go out and wear my shirt. I'm not a taco just so that everybody will know, um, you know, we are not tacos. That's ridiculous and horrible. And so, you know, in our culture, we have to make light of things because if we're not going to cry about it, we have to laugh. And, um, it's just, it's, it's horrible. What they, what she did. What, What did the what? who wrote this speech?
2: I don't uh, they they've gotta be out the door at at, at, at this point. Listen, I, I just want to say to all my yeah. Hispanic brothers and sisters who right. may be listening at this point, okay? As an Italian, I feel your pain, okay? Because I am not a species spicy meatball either. <laughs> and I wouldn't want to be called a species spicy meatball or another, just another pizza in the neighborhood. Okay? <laughs> This this was this is this reminds me of those uh, uh those cartoons Warner Brother cartoons with the uh, Road Runner uh-huh. and the Coyote yeah when he would plant a trap for the coyote and it would explode uh-huh. in his face and the coyote his face would be smoking from the you know the dynamite that went off that's Jill Biden <laughs> Oh
1: taco Jill yeah
3: you know, oh, wow. here's my prediction yeah there's going to be a huge sale of these t-shirts I'm, no, th- I'm telling tacos. you, this is big. Ma- this is going to be mass production. Yeah. And I can hardly wait for when a Democrat holds a rally right. coming up between now and Election Day. <laughs> a bunch <laughs> of people are going to show up with, I'm a not a taco.
2: <laughs> and let me tell you something else, too. Beyond the midterm elections, if former President Trump runs, he, you, you there are going to be speeches mm-hmm. where he's going to have a largely Hispanic crowd. And he's going to say, Listen. I don't treat you as a bunch of tacos. <laughs> that's what you get from the Biden administration. Mm,
1: oh, my goodness gracious.
3: Yeah, I think it was Marco Rubio uh, yesterday or after uh, the speech on Monday. On his Facebook page or Twitter account, he instead of his picture, he put a taco.
2: <laughs> oh, that's what I'm saying. This is not going away. <laughs> oh, no. No, no,
3: no. 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 But, but uh. a, a lot of you know Hispanics are saying this is a demonstration of where the Democratic Party is. You remember the uh, Joe Biden candidate uh, when he was on, uh, one of the black talk show hosts, and he says, uh, you're not a Democrat. Oh, if you're not voting for Joe Biden,
1: you're not black. You, you're ain't, not black. you, you ain't, ain't black. You ain't black. You ain't black. black. He tried to use black slang.
3: Yes, and he got in trouble for that. So now you have Joe Biden, you have Jill Biden. So yeah. what, Listen, do, you, what I, do you put together from
2: this? I'm gonna, I am going to come out. I'm going to be fair. I'm going to be the liberal on the panel. Okay. I'm going to say I don't really think Jill Biden meant anything disrespectful. No she didn't. I think uh, the speechwriter thought this was clever. Right. And like I said it blew up in the coyote's face. Uh but this is going to haunt her with uh, the, the Biden administration and the Democratic Party because it's just such a faux pas that it's not it's not going to go away anytime it, soon.
1: What yeah. did the what did the I, I want to know <coughs> the, at the White House uh, first of all, I don't know. They got a. Do they have a bunch of twenty-one-year-olds who are on the summer I, interns there? I don't know. Well, who's running the show? I mean, oh it, what did they? What did they? Uh, uh, and it is a show,
3: mm-hmm. and it oh, is very one, entertaining. Yes,
1: it is. What? Do, what did they? What did? Uh, what? Who wrote the apology, Fred? Do you have the apology? It was just a statement how, from the White House. What, 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 what do they say? Uh, I'm sorry for calling uh, Hispanics tacos. I mean, how do you how do <laughs> you apologize for that without making it even worse? I would have said we're we're ignoring this. it's never happened. Yes. Uh, there's tomorrow, and we'll 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 deal with with Joe's slurred words tomorrow. And whoever wrote the speech, it still had to be approved. Yes. 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 Somebody. That's what I'm saying. I yeah. think you got three three uh, summer interns. Uh, Somebody said, "Yeah, that's a one's great idea." One from Cal Berkeley. Yeah. <laughs> huh. <laughs> one's from Harvard. Yep. And uh, I don't know where the other one's from. but Tacos for everyone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. We'll be back in two minutes, ladies and gentlemen. Stay with us. Jerusalem, Bethlehem, Jericho, Nazareth, the Sea of Galilee, the Jordan River, all these places you've heard about your whole life. You've read about them in the Bible. Well, guess what? We're going to go see them. That's right. March 2023, we're going to go to the Holy Land. I'm Tim Weilman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. You know, my dad started taking tours to Israel as a Methodist pastor in the late 60s, and then he taught me how to lead tour groups and I started helping him in the 80s and then he stopped doing them in the 90s and then my wife and I have been doing them ever since. So we have a lot of experience traveling to Israel and we would love for you to come with us in March 2023. The itinerary, the cost, everything about the tour is available at twholyland.com. Just go to the website right now, twholyland.com for all the information on the March 2023
0: Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett
7: offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash starnes. Democrats have introduced a bill that would legalize abortion. Tucked away on page six of the legislation is a section that defines the terms woman and women. The authors, chief among them Congresswoman Ayanna Presley, the Democrat from New York, says a large number of people have the capacity to get pregnant. Cisgender women, transgender men, non-binary people, those who identify with a different gender, and others who are, in their words, unjustly harmed by restrictions on abortion centers. The words biological woman? Nowhere to be found in the legislation. We live in a nation where young people literally believe that anyone can get pregnant. Our public schools really have been turned into radical indoctrination centers, churning out low-information voters. Many young people can no longer read or write. They can't even make change down at the Walmart, and now they don't even know their pronouns. Homeschool your kids, America. Gotta read my book, Culture, Jihad. It's available at your favorite bookstore and toddsterns.com.
0: One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple. Psalm 27 4. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of Today's Issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of Today's Issues.
1: Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. I'm Tim Wildman with Ed Battagliano. Ed, I'm not a meatball, Vitagliano. <laughs>
7: <laughs> I should uh, get a t-shirt that you, says you that. Should. You should. I am not a meatball. I'm, I'm not
1: a meatball. Uh, or a meathead. And right. Fred Jackson. Fred, I'm not Canadian bacon Jackson. <laughs> That's right. Oh, where can we go? We're, we're playing off Jill Biden, the first lady's comments, a couple of days ago at the in San Antonio, where she told the uh, Hispanic audience there that they are... Diverse, like... They're diverse like breakfast tacos. Like, where did that, where did the breakfast part have to come? Breakfast. I don't part? know. Apparently there's some breakfast tacos uh, okay, that are special somewhere out in San Antonio. I or guess. Some, uh, anyway, I don't know. Anyway, um, it's going to be hard for me to, this is a day talking about that. Where I'm going to start laughing out loud to myself, yes, by myself. While you're driving. Are going, yeah, people are going to go, look, look <laughs> what's wrong thing? with that guy? What's wrong with that guy? Is he on drugs or something? All right, so um, uh, we we shall move on from Tacos, from uh, ethnic, uh, what do you call yeah. ethnic. Well, yes, and, and ethnic uh, Stereo- stereotypes. Yes. yes. We should move on from ethnic stereotypes, such as white men can't jump. Which, I, as I mentioned yesterday, as a white man, I find that very hurtful. So, apparently, we're not moving on. Well, we're not moving on. I just wanted stereotype. to bring that up again <laughs> All right. because uh, a lot of white men have suffered uh, since that movie came out from low expectations on the yes. basketball court. right. All right, so um, we uh, had some guests in, in, at our uh, staff devotion this morning, which we've invited to be on the air with us for the uh, next little while. Uh, Dr. Stan May, who is a professor at Blue Mountain College here in Mississippi and a and a pastor, is with us. Good morning, brother. Good morning, sir. And you brought with us your lovely and talented wife, I, uh, Iva. Yes, sir. Iva May. And uh, you uh, 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 teach the Bible. Do you teach the bio? I you teach to, to wo- Bible? I do. Mostly teacher. to women's groups, mostly right?
5: Mostly
6: women. Mm-hmm. Now, where do you serve? I serve at Emmanuel Baptist in Olive Branch. I've been there for 22 years. I'll actually start my 23rd year in August. You've been at one church 22 years? Yes, sir.
1: You've been through a lot it. of deacons, haven't you? Because <laughs> <laughs> huh? you're Southern Baptist, right? Yes. Sir. You have to deal with those deacons.
6: Right? I have amazing deacons. All right. I do. Um, I'm blessed.
1: How many meetings do you have a month? Or you, Do you have once a month? Deacon, Deacon meetings? meetings?
6: Yeah. I go to their meetings occasionally. Oh, it's their? They. they, Their meetings? Yes. Okay. My deacons serve and they meet to serve. And they really mm-hmm. do. It's amazing uh, the giftedness mm-hmm. I have in men who serve. I, I'm just kidding. I, Tim, I you're not going to get anything just kidding. negative about
1: <laughs> the deacons. I thought I'd get you in a gotcha <laughs> moment there that your deacons could be listening and you, your, your true feelings would come out. But your true feelings are, are, are laudable. Yes. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, Ed, this morning we were listening to our. Sister here, Iva, who teaches the Bible. Yeah, we were blown away. I'm just going to tell you,
2: it was just an outstanding devotion. It was uh, like drinking out of a a water hose, fire hose, or whatever. But uh, Iva, you were telling our staff about a a I would say new Bible, but it's a an approach to a Bible that you feel passionately about that will be helpful for Christians in understanding the arc of the biblical story. And also allow them to read through the Bible in a different and equally meaningful way. What's the name? First of all,
1: what's the name of it? When is it coming out?
5: Okay, so the name of it is the One Year Chronological Study Bible. It's being released by Tyndale House, and the release date we've been given is September the sixth.
2: So, what's a chronological Bible? That's uh, you know, are are you changing the Bible? I know.
5: Actually, I got an email from someone yesterday who, uh, teaching through the one-year Chronological Bible as a pastor, and he had these uh, uh, parishioners quit coming because they said, no, you're in the wrong kind of Bible. No, actually, all it is, is so misunderstood, all it is, is is the Bible taken apart and put back together again as the events occurred historically. It's only in the days of technology we, we are able to do that, so it's a real blessing to the body of Christ.
2: Th- there's no difference between what this new Bible is going to do, and simply having a guide. I remember when I was in Bible college, having a guide that allowed us to read the Bible in chronological order. You just flipped to Uh this particular chapter, which deals with maybe Psalm 107 or somewhere that deals with the children of Israel coming out of Egypt, and you just read it in chronological order, but this simply lays the Bible out in that way, right? It
5: does. We like to use the... Uh, example of assembling a puzzle so when you assemble a puzzle you choose the puzzle based on the cover you think oh that's attractive I like to assemble that and then you open the box and you extract the straight edges and corners and you build your framework first and then using the guide from the, from the cover of the box you place those pieces in there that's not how we do Bible study I find that people have a lot of pieces that they love that they've gotten from pastors books they read and so on and they've got these little piles of pieces here but they don't know how they fit so we have uh, created uh, the ability for be able to see the story of the Bible. So now you know what you're building. And then we provide the 14-era framework so that they have somewhere to put those pieces that they've uh, accumulated over the years.
1: We're talking, uh, we're talking to uh, Dr. Stan May and his wife, Iva, and they are from Olive Branch, Mississippi. And together they have put together uh, the one-year chronological Bible study, correct? That's what it's called.
5: Study Bible.
1: Study Bible, mm-hmm. and it, excuse me, and it will be. Uh, it's being. Uh, it was picked up and published by Tyndale House. That's uh, quite an honor. They are a very well-known Christian publisher, and uh, it will be released. When will it be re- re- released, Stan?
6: So September the sixth is the official launch date of the Bible. As you said, it's a privilege to work with Tyndale. Tyndale had created the one-year chronological Bible approach. They came to us during all the COVID time, and we presented to them the idea of giving a framework, uh, an introduction to each day's reading, questions that follow each day's reading to help the reader mind what they've read and to think more deeply, uh, uh, and a user guide, and then uh, as well as... uh, 17, uh, understanding the story articles that help them know what's going on and uh, a framework that we teach. So each era of the scriptures, creation, patriarchs, uh, we have an introduction that explains how that fits into the larger narrative of the story.
1: But can, if I want today to research this, or pre-order, or anything, can you do something like that?
6: Yes, sir. You can go to our website, Chronological Bible Teaching. Oh, no. you
1: got to spell chronological? Oh. Get to this website? You have <laughs> yes, the audience, you forget it. You, know, you forget it. Uh, no, I'm are you So what is the website again?
6: Chronologicalbibleteaching.com. Mm,
1: I would have gone with cbibleteaching.com. But anyway, <laughs> chronologicalbibleteaching.com. Yes, sir. That's a website That's yes, your, that y'all have. That yes, y'all sir. Have? We
5: were going to use CBT, but it's someone right. else already has that. Oh,
1: <laughs> it's probably Canadian Broadcasting Television. There, there you <laughs> go, Fred. I got a question for you, Iva.
5: Sir.
3: Uh, a lot of people listening right now have read through the Bible many times. And a lot of people, when they get to Leviticus, they get very discouraged. Uh, you said something this morning that kind of surprised me. You said Leviticus is now one of your favorite books. I need to ask you why.
5: Because what you do when you read it, the backdrop is ask. so God wants us to flourish as a people group? So God gives all these laws and regulations and so on, if kept, that they would flourish as a people. They would have strong families, they'd have strong uh, townships, they would have a strong nation if they just simply adhere to what God was teaching them. So yes, the book of Leviticus uh, is not story per se. It's a lot of Rules and regulations, but they are a part of the story that's being imparted to this first generation of Hebrew people who've just come out of li- uh, out of captivity.
3: Okay, so it it is all part of that narrative that's so important to us. The other thing was, a lot of people are not aware of how the Bible is laid out. As you were telling us this morning, Moses, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, gave us Genesis. So Moses wrote Genesis, yep. just to be, Yes, yes. A lot yes. of people, don't but know Moses that. came a long time after what happened in Genesis. Uh, and a lot of folks just aren't aware of this. Some people think that Adam and Eve wrote Genesis.
5: I know. <laughs> um, all right. So what you have in the book of Genesis, when Moses records this, he's given them the origins of everything. Because in Egypt, they had a whole different belief system in how we came into uh, being. And so it describes life as walking with god by faith from the early times so that as they read or they heard the story being told to them that they would too be people of faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the words of god Uh, so what you have in the first five stories in genesis is the story of creation the fall the story of cain and abel you have the story of uh, noah and the flood and then you have the tower of babel well each of those stories are recorded for a specific purpose for the children of israel They must understand who God is, why judgment occurs, their origins, and so on, and that comes from the first chapters of Genesis.
3: But they didn't get that many hundreds of years later, which explains that you were saying that, you know, they one of the first things they reverted to after coming out of Egypt, they started worshiping a golden idol. Yeah, because that's what they had been taught.
5: True, you you see that not just there in the beginning of the story of the Bible. But a story probably known by a lot of people is Josiah became king when he was eight years old, king of of Judah. And so then he began to clean out the northern Israel of the idols when he was about 16. When he got into his 20s, he started to clean the idols out of the land of Judah itself and then cleaning out the idols out of Jerusalem and then cleaning out the idols in the temple itself. Lo and behold, you know what they discovered when they cleaned the temple of its idols? the book of the law. And so what does he do? He just puts on ashes and sackcloth. He brings the people together and he leads them in repentance as a nation because they've forsaken the book of the law. And then you also have Ezra when he's commenting on the judge's time in Israel where you got that really a lot of crazy and the sin cycles. His commentary is, why did that happen? Because the book of the law was cast behind their backs. So you have to link spiritual vitality of God's people with Bible literacy as a core value.
1: Well, All right, Kevin, to, let me reintroduce our guest. We're talking to Dr. Stan May and his wife, Iva, and they're in studio with us today. Uh, Stan is a professor at Blue Mountain College in uh, Mississippi. What do you teach there, by the way?
6: I teach missions. We served as missionaries in Zimbabwe together, and then I finished my Ph.D., and I teach their missions department.
1: And just for the record, you don't believe men can have babies.
6: <laughs> just for the record, okay. Because we
1: listened to a professor from a college earlier before you were on, who was saying that, and I wanted to give you an opportunity to weigh in on that one. <laughs> no, sir. Okay, okay. I'm just teasing. Yeah, that's right, I'm teasing no, sir, your brother. Uh, you just but, have to get used to the yeah the, the flow of this program. Yeah, okay, so uh, uh, Blue Mountain College, by the way, is an excellent school, and I would highly recommend it yes. for those within. You can trust your kids to yes Blue Mountain. absolutely Amen. that's and, not and, always true nowadays. absolutely and they um th- this husband wife team here you serve a church in uh, olive branch mississippi emmanuel yes, baptist church but they have uh, spent uh, years probably it had to be years putting together uh something a lot of people have been searching for quite frankly and that is a chronological bible And so the one-year chronological Bible, got that right, will be coming out, published by Tyndale House, in September. And so we invited them to come down and do uh, uh, a devotion for our staff this morning here at AFA and AFR, and also visit with us here on today's issues, because this is quite uh, an accomplishment that this couple has uh, uh, put together, and it will benefit Uh, people who study the scriptures for decades to come. Um, Ed, you wanted to ask a question? Yeah, Stan, let me just ask you uh, this question. As I was talking about
2: the importance of the Old Testament, Um, and I won't mention the man's name, but several years back, a very well-known pastor, uh, I think in the Atlanta area, uh, kind of uh, created a lot of controversy by saying that Christians, because we're in the New Testament age, Need to decouple themselves from the Old Testament. Do you remember that? I do this? remember that. Yes. So uh, please make the case that I think the vast majority of Christians believe that the Old Testament is still extremely important, even though the name means "old covenant." Why, why should Christians? Why should? Why should we read a chronological Bible that starts in the Old Testament? Why don't we just start with the New Testament?
6: Because you can't understand Jesus apart from. The revelation that preceded him. One of my professors used to say the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed and the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. By that, everything we know about Jesus that is important comes from the the preparation that God did, preparing him all the way back from Genesis and Genesis 3, the promise that is made, to Eve, that the that the seed of the woman would crush the head of the serpent. The promise that is made to Abraham, that in his seed, all the nations of the earth that would be blessed. The promise that is made to Judah, that from Judah would come the scepter. The promise that is made to David, that out of David's seed, one would come who would rule the nations with a rod of iron. The promise that is made through Isaiah, that one day one would come who would be born of a virgin. That one would day one would come that that unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given, one day he would come. And without that historical understanding, without the framework of sacrifice so that we understand why he has to die, the blood of the innocent on behalf of the guilty, without the framework of understanding the sinfulness of humanity that they have broken God's law that is revealed all throughout the Old Testament, we cannot know who Jesus really is. Jesus and the apostles had only one Bible the Old Testament, and they read it, they loved it, and they knew it. Jesus said that everything that he that was about him, when he unpacks it in Luke 24, if you go there, he unpacks everything written about himself from, he says, from Moses, which is the first five books of the Bible, from the Psalms, which is, in, in Hebrew, the Bible is broken down into what is called Tanakh, Torah, Navim, Ketuvim. Torah is The law of Moses, Navim is the prophets, and Ketuvim is the writings of which Psalms is the largest. Because of that threefold designation, Jesus refers to that twice in Luke 24, and Jesus says all of that is written about him. The person who neglects the Old Testament misses the great story of Jesus. That was on the road
2: to Emmaus. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm.
6: Hey, let me ask a question
1: of Iva here. I'm uh, uh, so talking about the Old Testament here, uh, Stan. Yeah, well said. By the way, Very yes, good. absolutely. Uh, me or are you are talking to Stan? Well, you always, Tim, but <laughs> Stan today. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just uh, want to make sure Stan got the compliment. Yes. Okay. Uh, I have a the in the Old Testament. By the way, the Old Testament uh, covers how many years? Would you guess? Would you well, say? Well, there's
5: there's really controversy because it depends on where you start with Genesis. Um, but we really know from time that's recorded, I believe, from Moses. Recorded Did time you, that's what yeah, we're talking about here. Recorded time mm-hmm, from H- Moses. How long
1: over. would you say? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, roughly.
5: I had to get my chart out to right, well, calculate mm-hmm. it. Calculated.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay,
6: so but I uh, maybe
2: 3,500 years, yeah, 30, five, th- yeah,
6: th- roughly the whole yeah, story. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Abraham's right. about 2,100 BC. Okay, so. Uh, and you said well, that's that, right. There'd be go back to Abraham. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just this is a subjective
1: uh, what I'm about to ask you. Your three uh, favorite characters in the Old Testament people. They're not fictional characters right. can sometimes be Yeah, I know that's hard to narrow it down. And yeah. I'm asking you off the top of your head, but I'm just curious.
5: Well, as a woman, I relate to women, have a gynocentric oh, right. outview of life. I love the story of Hagar. Because you have with the story of Hagar, she experiences God in a way that Sarah does not. God appears to her. She sees and understands that I am seen by God. And so she was able to take that view of God back into a terrible situation for 13 more years until she's finally evicted from the home by Sarah. So where, is, I,
1: where is that story found? It's in Genesis. Okay. Mm-hmm.
5: I'm so I look at that story, and I use that story a lot with people who feel like, well, I'm not mainstream. I'm not known by anybody. I'm just a servant. I'm just, maybe I'm anonymous. Well, no, there's t- no such thing as anonymous person in, in the Bible. God sees us all. And so when Hagar went back into the bad situation, she took her view of God, that God had revealed himself to her. She took it back with her. So that would probably be... Hagar
1: number, Hagar one of the top three. Hagar's one, yeah. What's, what's, give me another one.
5: Okay. Another one is, I love the story of Eve because the messianic promise was given about her. It's almost as if God is saying, I refuse to redeem humanity without going through the womb of a woman. I love that whole idea. And the third part is I love the first two chapters of Exodus because you have in the first two chapters of Exodus, you have the transition swing in from the patriarch and it's in on the lives of three groups of women. So you have the midwives, then you have the second group of women, you have the family of Moses, his mother, his sister, then you have uh uh pharaoh's daughter and her handmaidens and actually you have in chapter two the seven daughters of median
4: yeah i
5: i love that because as a woman i think god loves women so a lot of people read the bible thinking "Well, god doesn't love women because men have all the they get the most of the script no they're supporting part of the story so i always look for how is god using women in a story Mm -hmm.
1: stan do you Ever go to dinner with your wife and feel unworthy (laughs) (laughs) to to teach the Bible?
6: Uh, I I promise you, as listening to her teach, she is, she, the fun thing about being married to her is that when we have discussions about scripture, the discussions at the level we have them are incredible because she knows God's word as well as anybody. I, I submit that she's probably read God's word and knows it better than many people who've and trained in seminary, Bible college. Do yeah. you have tr- trouble finding couples who want to
1: go out to dinner with you? <laughs> I mean, I have huh? trouble finding men Not who want no, <laughs> to preach. No, we're in Exodus right that's, now. That's so. right. <laughs> when
6: I'm when I'm when I invite somebody to preach, they say, "Is your wife going to be there?" <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, listen, I, don't, I don't want her on the second <laughs> row looking right. at me while. I'm... Let, exactly let me let right. me
2: tell if I can, Tim. What you said. Good. When we went from devotion right. to our uh, Today's Issue story meeting, we always have a story meeting uh, after devotions to discuss the stories. We walked in. Your wife had just <laughs> done devotion.
1: Right, iva did, yeah.
2: and uh, Yeah, Iva. And yeah. Uh, she had basically squeezed a 40-minute sermon into about 15 minutes. <laughs> it was phenomenal. She also mentioned the fact that uh, she has read through the Bible every year since she was 16, Uh, it's not really that much. She's only 30 now. uh, uh, No, I, I, so uh, for, for many, many years and we, we sat down and Tim just looked at us and he said, my life is an incredible disappointment. (laughs) (laughs) He was comparing, you know, what, to, to what I had said.
1: uh, I was so impressed and praise God. uh, And I mean that seriously. I'm not joking around. You should write a book about you. Maybe you already have, I don't know about what you're talking about about women that's yeah
2: that's game changer right there Mm right i would encourage you to to, it would be a real encouragement
1: all right so uh the the uh the couple in studio with us is dr stan may and his wife iva he's a uh, professor at blue mountain college in mississippi and serves the emmanuel baptist church in olive branch mississippi and his wife iva who's also with us uh who you've been hearing from uh is um, uh, she 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 and Stan have put together what's called the chronological the one year chronological Bible, and it's going to be it's being published by Tendo House and will be available for sale uh, for order in uh, September. And uh, you you Stan again before we let you go, you said you can go ahead and pre order if yes, you want sir. to. How do you do that again?
6: Go to chronologicalbibleteaching.com dot com and. Which right there on the front, you'll find a, a opportunity for materials, books, and click that, and you can get right to our order site. Okay, thank thank you, brother, mm-hmm. and thank you, sister. Been an Ivan, honor. Thank you so uh, much for coming
1: down, sharing with us, and we wish you and pray for you much success uh, with this uh, project. And I, I'm sure, I know I'm going to. Will you sign one and send it to me?
5: Uh am not signing it It'll be, be like asking Paul, you know, did <clears> you get that autograph on Ephesians?
1: <laughs> well, okay. You, so you don't
2: sign the Bible? I don't. I, 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 I told, didn't write the Bible. I, I told someone uh, we were at an, an AFA uh, event, and I had spoken there, and a young man had come up. And this, was, this is a wonderful young man, if he's listening. I, this is not a rebuke. But he opened up his Bible, and he wanted me to sign it and i and i told him i said i i can't if you got something else if you've got a if you've got a candy wrapper
1: i'll sign that i said but i can't sign the bible okay Abba, will you sign a piece of paper <laughs> and then i'll stick it in the bible yes we can do okay. that all right we'll do that then thank you for coming by uh we're just about out of time fred uh um fred you studied the scripture you're for me, I, you you I, teach, have
3: taught Sunday school in the past. Taught Sunday school in the past. Uh, I, I've done some worldview courses, bringing the Bible into the reality of the world that we live in today.
2: How many times have you read through the Bible in your life, uh, Fred? Uh, boy, <laughs> no, several I'm just times. kidding. I'm just I, kidding. I, I usually take about <laughs>
3: two years to do it. Um, I, I don't follow a schedule, because, and I've done that in the past, but I, I, I want to take my time because yeah. everything is so rich, and every time I go through it. I just finished a week uh, studying the book of Daniel at the Cove, uh, Billy Graham's training center, and it was absolutely fascinating uh, to go through. I love the book of Daniel uh, because it's Old Testament, but uh, you know God used Daniel and Daniel's experiences to take us right to the, the end of time uh, because we serve a, a God, we serve a Savior that is going to wrap things up, and uh, we ought to be, I think Christians need to be more urgent in the way that they're approaching <clears throat> life. We only have a limited amount of time. And the only reason God keeps us here is to spread the word, to get the gospel message out there, and to draw Christians into a, a, an area of thinking that we've only got a little bit of time Amen. left. We've got to get the gospel out there, Amen. and we have to be the salt and light that, that the Lord told us to be.
1: Amen. Amen. All right, we're going to take a break right here. Uh, By the way, if you want to send us an email, the address is comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. You're listening to the program Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. We'll take a short timeout for news, and we'll be back with more with Steve Jordahl uh, after this short timeout.